welcome to the Run With Allie Live podcast, where I bring you so many special guests weekly, every single week. Every Tuesday, I will bring you my own personal stories and how I became the runner, trainer, and coach I am today, as well as actionable results from being injured that have enabled me to become a better coach for my clientele. Thanks to the industry leaders and everyone else who's been on the show so far for joining my podcast as a very special guest. This podcast would not be here without all of you, so I thank you so, so much. Being a Run With Alley believer truly means understanding the holistic approach to running as a lifestyle. It's not just about the fitness aspect, it's the holistic approach, meaning everything from training to nutrition to recovery to headspace to making time for friends and family, that all matters. So stop being so hard on yourself and tune in right here with me and a very special guest weekly every single week for new motivational episodes that will help to inspire you and change your life for the long run. We're in this together. Thank you for listening to the Run With Allie Live podcast. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Run With Allie Live podcast. It is July 1st. Wow. Susie, can you believe it's July 1st? Um, no, it feels like it's still March. <laughs> I know, I know. We're already halfway into the year. That's just, wow, time flies when you're in a pandemic, I guess, or I suppose, but we're making do, we're making do. Getting through it, yep. Exactly. You know, one day at a time, like I always say. Um, so before we dive into, you know, the gist of the podcast, I want to introduce what the podcast is all about that, you know, wasn't covered in the recap in the intro. So for those of you returning, welcome. And for those of you new listening, uh, make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you never miss a new weekly episode, a new special guest. And here is where we bring together real, authentic, and genuine individuals and companies of all different backgrounds and from different areas around the world to provide their insights and knowledge about, you know, the fitness and running community and how they attribute to it. So without further ado, I'm going to introduce this week's special guest, Susie Clinchy. She is the founder of Fast Feet New York City, which is an amazing organization um, that helps disabled individuals um, of all sorts, you know, come together and really leverage uh, running and the running community um, in a way that, you know, enables them to enjoy the sport like everyone else. So, Susie, welcome to the Run With Alley Live podcast. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to have you here. Uh, so, I would love for you to just tell us all a little bit about yourself and your company and what you're all about. Sure. So, um, like Ali said, I am the founder and executive director of Fast Feet NYC. Um, and we are a nonprofit organization based in New York City. Um, and we, you know, really promote uh, equality and inclusion in running and athletics for the disability community. Um, and we do that by providing uh, adaptive and inclusive running programs for children and young adults um, who have developmental and physical disabilities. Uh, we partner with schools, we partner with autism centers um, and communities throughout New York City. Um, and we're really excited this summer because we're expanding to Connecticut and hopefully a few other places across um, the USA. Um, so yeah, Fast Feet is, you know, it's, it's almost like my child. <laughs> um, 
and you know, watching it grow over the past couple of years has been a really amazing learning experience for me. Um, prior to uh, starting Fast Feet, I was a public school math teacher. So I taught high school and middle school math. Um, and then since you know I was 15, um, I've been a pretty competitive runner. So I ran in high school, um, I was All-American track runner. And then in college, I ran for uh, Wake Forest University. Um, and then took a couple years off from running after college um, and then started getting back into it about three or four years ago. So yeah, running is a huge part of my life. It's a lifestyle, isn't it? Totally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know, I just like, I love when I saw your organization and I believe my friend James actually like partook of Northbrook and Runners. He's a part of that um, group and organization. They're amazing. Uh, I just, I saw your organization and it caught my eye because a huge part about what I personally love about the running community is how many different people could be a part of it. Like everybody. And the mm -hmm. fact that, you know, just, I don't even like to use the word disabled, but you know, individuals that might be different and have different, you know, different things about them. Um, but they could still run and finding a, a you know, a leader of a great organization like yourself to just create a space to let these people do what, what they want to do is just amazing. And that's why I reached out to you because I thought it was incredible that like what you were doing and just to see that just made me really happy. Yeah. Thank you. I mean, I've kind of founded the organization as a reaction to what I couldn't really find in New York city. Um, you know, a place where, um, like, children of all abilities and all levels could really view themselves as runners and view themselves as athletes and kind of like you said a space a safe space for them to be supported and feel comfortable but still train really hard and you know these kids are really competitive um they race hard they train hard um and you know they might just need a little bit more support than other kids um but I just really wanted to create a space where they could do that and feel feel comfortable and welcomed. Um, and I figured if I couldn't find it in New York City, it probably doesn't exist elsewhere. Um, so yeah, that's why here we are two years later. <laughs> that's amazing. Um, so how have you, like, I guess, how did you start building like the, the organization? Because I, I have to imagine that's, you know, like building anything, it's gotta be hard. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure, right, with your business and coaching, you've probably went through the similar experience. It's You learn a lot. Um, Google is your best friend. Um, you ask a lot of people for help. Um, but I had been, you know, in schools. I was a teacher. I knew the Department of Education. Um, I had a lot of really close friends who worked at schools for children with autism. So, um I had, you know, experience working with the um, autism population and kids with disabilities. Plus, I had a lot of school connections. So um, in some ways, it was an easier entry point. So I started with just reaching out to schools and being like, hey, you know, I've coached kids with autism before. Uh, these are all the amazing outcomes that happened after a couple months of having them in a running club would your school be interested? Um, and the reaction I got from schools was just like immediate. They're like, yes, we've never seen anything like this. You know, we wanna, we wanna have it for our schools. Um, 
so we started with schools, you know, got a couple schools going. Um, and then I started to have parents reach out being like, hey, my kid doesn't go to this school, but I still want to enroll them in running. So that's when we um, decided to try a community program. So it's just like an after school weekend track club. Anybody can join any age, um, any ability. And we have kids from, you know, the Bronx, Queens, Brooklyn, um, Manhattan who come. And, you know, maybe they have autism, Down syndrome, cerebral palsy, um, maybe they're a wheelchair athlete, um, or maybe they're uh, a neurotypical sibling of one of our athletes with disabilities. So it, it's very inclusive. Um, you know, we have kids from all over of all different um, abilities, but it's it really has created like created a holistic, you know, team feeling. Um, and we're so thankful to work with you know, dozens and dozens of amazing families. Um, I think the parents of all of our kids, they're just like superheroes, you know, but they do to advocate for their child. So they're really inspirational. Um, so yeah, it's it's been, you know, really cool experience to watch it grow, you know, fairly quickly and pretty rapidly. So we're up to about three, 400 students uh, or kids that we work with. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. That is so incredible. And you're expanding. That's even more exciting. Yes, it's exciting. So yeah, we've been working hard on creating um, like a written curriculum and a, a digital video curriculum that we can then offer to schools or autism centers across the country to implement in their own communities and, and provide them with a lot of support, um, you know, uniforms, races, all that fun stuff. Um, so they can, you know, be a part of our broader community. Mm-hmm. That's, wow. That's really cool because digital is where it's at these days. So the fact that you have that platform is really <laughs> totally. good. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, I'm sure, you know, you're probably doing the same thing, but we've been doing Zoom fitness classes for our kids. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's been really fun, you know, have like 40 little boxes on the Zoom screen and watching them all doing jumping jacks. Um so that has been a nice addition, I think, to our programming. And then it also, I think it provides more accessibility. So kids, you know, maybe they can't get on the subway. Maybe they can't travel. Maybe their parent, for whatever reason, is not able to bring them to practice. They can still participate at home. So that has been nice. That's actually a really good point. I feel like that's very overlooked because a lot of the times it's like, oh, you know, I'm running late. Or, oh, you know, I can't get some, like, just anyone. I'm just speaking of, like, you know, just the, the list of reasons why people can't get to a certain place. But they can in their own room on their phone. Exactly. Yep. And, you know, uh, a lot of our parents, right, they work, you know, hard, long hours, um, you know, and it's tough to, after a long day of school and occupational therapy, to bring your child to, to track practice. So have, I think having the Zoom classes has been a really nice addition. Yeah, um, you know, I know I didn't ask this in the in the questions pre the show, but um, do you think, like, how do you feel about, you know, what if it takes a little longer than expected to go back into like real in person, you know, events? Do you think that Zoom will be able to carry, you know, Fast Feet New York City into, um, I guess like into the rest of the summer with you know these Zoom classes and just I guess workshops I mean you it seems like you could do a lot with that even expanding into you know the other areas throughout the nation 
Yeah, that's a good question. So what we're planning to do this summer is we're doing um, kind of like a hybrid. So we have, we're going to start in-person practices um, this week, but limiting it to two or three children at a time. So very, very small group practices, um, but then still offering twice a week Zoom classes. So right now it'll be a hybrid um, of both in-person small group or individual sessions and then the Zoom classes where, you know, we can have 50 kids sign on. Um, so I think that'll be nice. And obviously, you know, we have to see is what happens with the curve. And obviously yeah. health is most important. You know, it's our number one priority and concern. So, um, you know, in, in August they say, hey, you know, not a good idea anymore and then we'll just go back to zoom um but yeah I think it'll be it has been a really nice tool to just keep our kids engaged you know throughout March April May and June mm -hmm. um I know a lot of our kids parents have expressed that their child is feeling depressed or having you know mental health um issues just from being totally isolated and mm -hmm. and you know exercise is great endorphins and um, you know, kind of feel like, okay, at 3.30, you know, on Monday, I know I have to be at Fast Feet and I'm going to see my other friends on the screen. So I think, like you said, to your point, um, Zoom has, you know, been a blessing, I think, for a lot of fitness people and teams. Yeah, I just feel like across the globe, it embodies that sense of community that like, you know, makes people feel like they have a purpose almost. And when it's live, especially, it's like you're there, you're live, you could ask people stuff in real time. It's just amazing. And instead of like, you know, watching something pre-recorded. Yeah. So yeah, I agree. Yep, totally. Yeah, totally. Yeah, especially because you you mentioned like mental health, that's across the board. I mean, people, you know, I'm, I'm huge on Reddit sub feeds and on all of them, it's like, I run for my sanity. I run for my sanity. And I'm like, yeah, one of them was like, I run for an eating contest, which I thought was really different and cool. But like, yeah, you know, I just, it's a lot is about mental health. Yeah, I agree. Um, so yeah, I hope it has helped our, our fast feet athletes. Um, but yeah, I know even on my end, it has helped me, you know, being like, okay, like Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I know I have to be prepared and ready to go and deliver a good lesson for my students. So even mentally for myself, it, I think it's helped. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And you're, you seem like, I mean, obviously your results speak for themselves. You're doing a great job. I, yeah. Expanding it. Right. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, so in terms of I mentioned what, like I asked you what special events um, you've hosted. You kind of briefly like, you know, mentioned that, but it, what is like the best in like, what's the best experience you've had in hosting a special event? Like for you personally, just, it doesn't have to be like the best, but just what was the best experience you've had? Um, with our athletes or? Yeah. yeah. Like with okay. your athletes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think back to a couple, like, I think we've, we host, um, you know, we have seasons. So every three months, you know, we finish a season and we have, you know, we invite all the families to come and we do some, you know, inter-squad races on the track. So, you know, everybody has their race bib, um, the, you know, the parents are lining up along the track. Um, I have my stopwatch out, the kids have their pacers on the track and, you know, we'll do a 400 meter race, 200 meter race, 100 meter race. Um, so those 
have just been like really fun and special celebrations. Um, at the end, everybody gets a certificate with their name and, and a medal. And, you know, I always say this, but it's just like watching the parents' faces, you know, when, when they watch their child like run hard and, and really push themselves. That's really like the best part. Um, but we've participated in quite a few you know, road races um, and track meets in, in New York City. And um, aside from the Special Olympics Summer Games, you know, we are often the only <laughs> um, team that has children with disabilities. So uh, for me personally, it's just been so cool to watch our kids just like stick their noses in it, you know, and they are just like, running the same one mile race um, as every other, you know, youth runner, whether that be like a New York Roadrunners race, or we did one with um, Palisades Park Conservancy. Um, and I think that's just been cool because it's like totally inclusive, right? Maybe we're the only team that has kids with autism, but we're still in it and our kids are, are still, you know, running like a six minute mile. So, um, I think just seeing that inclusion and equality uh, is really cool. Um, and then we did some indoor track races this winter at the uh, Washington Heights Armory. Um, and they just, uh, you know, they treated us so well. They were so inclusive and welcoming. Um, they announced every single one of our runners by name on the track. Um, they got like a standing ovation from like a couple thousand people. Um, so, you know, for the kids to hear in a huge arena, you know, their name as they're stepping onto the track, they look up and they see themselves on the jumbotron, you know, and they're getting ready to line up and race as hard as they can for 200 meters or 400 meters. Um, their families in the stands. So, so just kind of seeing those experiences that they have had the chance to, you know, go through, um, it reminds me of, you know, myself when I was in high school and how exciting it was for me. And it's just so cool to watch them do that. Um, and again, they're all like running great times. They're running PRs. They're pushing themselves. And um, yeah, it's like, a you know, ability, disability is like not, not an issue. It's just inclusion. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's been a while since I've been up to the armory, but yeah, yeah. That's, ama <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. Um, you know, so I really, I want you to talk about, um, the black lives matters runs in Brooklyn. Um, mm -hmm. and like, you know, all about that, because I think that ties into like, you know, just what you're talking about making space for individuals and, you know, bring how running brings together union equality and yeah, just, in your own words, you know, you could talk all about it. Totally. Yeah. So, I mean, we're, I was thinking, um, you know, I feel a lot of times you're just like, you're like, I feel helpless. Like, what can I do? So, you know, I was just going to go to the track by myself, like a random weekend in June. And I was like, I'm going to see how many laps I can run in an hour. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to donate $1 for every lap I run to, my friend, um, his name is Noel McKenzie. He's the founder of Represented Foundation, which is an awesome nonprofit in Brooklyn that promotes um, um, like social entrepreneurs and leaders of color. So I was like, I'm going to run as many laps as I can and I'm going to donate that money to my friend Noel's nonprofit. Um, and then my boyfriend was like, oh, well, I'll join. And he was like, why don't you invite like other people to do it with you? And I was like, oh, yeah, okay. So then... Um, 
I was like, well, I'm just going to like make a graphic and put it on Instagram and see, you know, what happens. I'll have an Eventbrite, make some GoFundMe pages. Um, and we ended up having like 200 people show up. Um, everybody was so into it. We had some really amazing guest speakers come and talk about their experiences, um, you know, experiencing racism as black people. Um, and it was, it was really, you know, obviously motivational and very moving and I thought informative and educational. So, you know, we had 150, 200 runners take to the track. They, you know, ran, they walked, um, did a combination. Um, you know, everyone did a great job of staying socially distant. Uh, and then the, the donations just kept coming in and in and in. And we ended up making $28,000 in one day. Um, and all that money was donated to the NAACP and my friend Noel's um, foundation. So he made a lot more than like the thirty dollars I was going to donate to him. Um, and, yeah, uh, yeah. And then through the success of that, you know, people are like, "Are you going to do it next weekend?" So I was like, "Okay." Um, so we decided to do a second one the following Sunday, um, and we decided to partner with Black Lives Matter and the Color of Autism, which is a foundation, obviously very close to Fast Feet Heart. Um, they serve. Um, families of color who have a child with autism and they do a really great job. Um, so we wanted to raise as much money for them as we could. Um, and obviously as well, black lives matter. So again, we raised another, like almost exactly $28,000 in wow. one day. I know. Um, so yeah, it was, just, it was really exciting. Um, I think a lot of runners, right. We, um, you know, running is something you do every day. Like we talked about before, it's a lot of us for our mental health, especially right now. So if you couldn't use your legs to, you know, run in support of the Black Lives Matter movement and, um, you know, running is a form of protest and you're running to raise money and encouraging your friends to match your donations. Um, I thought it was, a, it was a really, um, you know, they're obviously really successful events, both fundraising wise and then also I think uh through our guest speakers um you know I think they did a great job of like raising awareness for certain causes or speaking very personally about their experiences with with racism um in New York City and and elsewhere so and then you know if Fast Feed is um an organization right we want to promote equality we want to promote inclusion for the disability community um, if you look at the statistics of, you know, if you have a, if you're a student with a disability, you are three times more likely to be um, arrested by school police. Uh, and like people who are killed by police brutality, uh, almost 50% of them have a disability. So, I mean, there's a, a huge correlation with, with those numbers. And I think it's important to bring that up and, and bring awareness to you know, um, black disabled lives matter. So, um, you know, again, I think FASTI as an organization, it's important to talk about that and spread awareness um, about, you know, being black and disabled in America. Yeah, you know, that's, I, I hope one day like that all just kind of goes away, but it just doesn't happen like that. 
However, I think things like this and move and, you know, events like this just help to even raise awareness even further and the consistency of doing that. I mean, I hope this becomes an annual thing, maybe biannual. Um, but that's amazing. Yeah, like, so yeah, we're, we're actually, um, to what you just said, we're going to make it a monthly event. Wow. So yeah. So every single month, um, we are going to partner with a different nonprofit that, um, aligns with the Black Lives Matter movement, and we are going to raise money for that nonprofit and Fast Feet as well. So um, our next run is July 11th um, at McCarran Track again, same time, same place, and we're going to run to raise money for um, Girls Gotta Run Foundation, which is based in Ethiopia, um, and they support girl changemakers by providing them with running programs, coaches, education, opportunities, um, life skills, sanitary, um, feminine products, um, and a lot of really amazing um, support and resources. So we're going to run to raise money for Girls Gotta Run Foundation um, on July 11th. But yes, to your point, um, I think it's important. Um, I heard a term the other day, sis, uh, sustained inclusivity. So, you know, I think a lot of the fear was it's just going to be like in June and then the protest will stop. But I think it's mm -hmm. something that's important to your point. It just doesn't go away. You have to every single month, you know, work at it. So, so we're, we're committed to hosting one every month. Yeah. I would love to talk to you because I'm like helping to facilitate a straw, a virtual Strava run. Um, for like f to create you know a platform for black lives um for black athletes to be heard yeah and i would love to talk to you about that because i actually live right by mccarran park by the way oh perfect like, yeah um but it's yeah. like a, it's a virtual race with like people all over the country like yeah. world arguably um yeah. so yeah i would just love to like you know see how that could maybe make sense it's not we're it's it's just it's not actually like raising money for anything specifically but it's just to like you know, keep the awareness alive, keep, you right. know, yeah, but I mean, yeah, we'll talk offline more about that, but I think that's amazing. And I would love to participate in one of these, like maybe that one actually. Yeah. July 11th, 10 AM. We'll be there. Yeah. I mean, wow. And it's, it's the same thing an hour, as many laughs around the track as possible. Yes. Yep. Same thing. And is it one person at a time? Is it it's no, um, everybody kind of just trickles onto the track at the same time. So, um, it, and it's, I, I mean, you've been, I'm sure to McCarran park a million times. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. yes. So you have the asphalt loop outside so that if, you know, if you need more social distancing, you could do that. You could run on the turf, uh, turf loop or most people run on the track, but yeah, um, we we ask people don't run in groups. We ask that you kind of just you know disperse. run by yourself and disperse. Um, but it's almost it's a pretty cool like collective energy having all those people on the track running. Everybody has a bib. They have like a race bib on. We put we put on them. Yeah, uh, a lot of people bring signs. You know, some people just walk and protest. So it's really whatever you want to make it. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I was thinking like I could do my mile repeats in honor of this. And black lives, but I was like, an hour is a little much, maybe, maybe you know, no, but I, I would just, I would love to partake in that. That's incredible. Um, you know, and, uh, I don't want to keep you for too long. Um, you know, I want to keep us on time here, but, um, 
What the last question, what do you feel is the most important uh, variable or thing um, for the children and individuals that are a part of your fast fee New York City organization? Yeah, so I mean, like we've been talking about all the, you know, the, the, the students and the young adults who participate in fast fee, they have um, a developmental disability or a physical disability. So, you know, that could be autism, which the majority of our runners do have is autism, mm -hmm. spectrum disorder, um, Down syndrome, cerebral palsy. Um, we have wheelchair athletes. We have, you know, athletes who are partially paralyzed. Um, we have athletes with Rett syndrome. Um, so it's a, it's a very diverse group of kids. Um, and we have athletes age six through 45. Shout out to Claudia. Um, mm -hmm. And so it's it's a really diverse you know group of of kids um and for some of them this is the first and only sport they've participated in um for some of them they want to stay healthy they want to learn a lifelong fitness skill um but i would say the majority of our kids they are right they're athletes right they view themselves as athletes they train hard they do their best to eat healthy and and drink a lot of water and fluids um and you know they're hard working they're determined um and i think one thing about adaptive athletes is they're just really used to overcoming obstacles you know mm -hmm. um so for them it's it's just like you know a part of what what they're used to is overcoming obstacles and i think running a lot of running is like overcoming obstacles so for them um I think they are just so determined. Um, they're hardworking um, and they're competitive. So they want to win races. They're like any kid. They want to win, win races. They want to be the fastest. They want to be the best. They want to improve. Um, so, you know, we do a lot of, you know, what's, what's your 400 meter time this week? What's your 50 meter dash time this week? And, and just like any human, they get excited when they see themselves getting faster and getting fitter and, they can run two laps and they're like, Oh, it felt easy today. Um, so yeah. So, uh, I, yeah, I would say, you know, the majority of our kids have a disability, but just like any other child, they're hardworking, determined, competitive, um, kind, they're good teammates. So, you know, they're just awesome. <laughs> I love it. I love it. This yeah. is so inspiring. This got me like my heart's like beating so fast right now. I can't wait to run with you guys and, you know, talk more with you offline about partaking in one of your runs, especially the run on the 11th of this month, which is crazy to think about, but, um, 11 days, I know. I 11 know. days and counting. <laughs> I um, know. Yeah. I got to get to work and get all yeah. that stuff ready. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm going to be reaching out to you like today. Okay. But um, I'm so excited to have you on Instagram live at 9 p.m. on Run with Allie uh, so we could engage in real time like we were talking about with the Zooms before, except on IG live uh, with, you know, my followers and your followers who want to join. Uh, hopefully, you know, and what's cool about that is you get the overlap of 15,000 of my people of or my people, my followers. Um, yeah. with with your company. So it's generating yeah. exposure and just further awareness of not only, you know, your company, but just everything that you talked about, just, uh, disabled children, uh, black individuals who have autism and, you know, just keeping the awareness going and staying consistent. Mm -hmm. I love that you're, I love what you're doing. I love that there's a monthly thing now. This is a great, 
great thing. And it's also a way to bring the running community together and to keep it together. Yes, I agree. And then, um, you know, like you were saying before, running, you know, I think we both believe can be a sport for everyone. Um, And I think our team really embodies that. And I think, you know, organizing large events where it is really inclusive um, and that every single person is accepted and they feel safe and they feel supported. I think that those are all important things to do. Um, And I just wanted to say thank you so much for inviting, you know, Fast Feet and myself to come on to your podcast. Um, I think, you know, doing things like this and being invited, like you said, just really raises awareness um, and and promotes inclusion. So I really appreciate, you know, your, your invitation. Um, so yeah, it meant a lot to us. I appreciate you accepting the invitation because, you know, I like, there's nothing more uplifting to me than connecting with other like-minded individuals in all seriousness. So thank you so much, Susie. You're amazing. And I love what you're doing and I can't wait to, you know, just keep up with what you're doing and being more involved in some way. Cause it's awesome. Yeah. We would love that. Yes. Yes. Um, so, you know, I look forward to speaking with you tonight. Thank you so much for joining this week and for everyone listening, Susie and fast feet, New York's uh, information will all be up on the episode and the podcast across Apple podcasts, Stitcher podcast, Google podcast, pod chaser, uh, and you know, other, um, a few other, uh, hosts as well tomorrow. Uh, so stay tuned for that when, while I update my stories and run with Allie on my Instagram. And otherwise, I will see you at the same time, same place next week. Thank you so much, Susie. Have a great day, and I will talk to you soon. All right. Thank you so much. Hey.